action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose. What is it deeper? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work. What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write, about 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO, yes, that's a new book. What if it did work? All right. I'm super excited. I'm super happy. Not only to be here, I'm taping my favorite podcast, but I got to say, this is one, this is an unusual guest. You're the guest from the furthest I've ever, ever found a guest. Now, Georgia, not, not the state of Georgia, not Athens, Georgia, not Atlanta, Georgia. This I can't pronounce. Is it Tbilisi? Yeah. Tbilisi. Tbilisi is the Tbilisi, Georgia. They like consonants over there. Yeah, well, you see, yeah, that's why, you know, I'm, I know you're French, but, you know, the French and the Spanish and the Italians, it's all vowels at the end. So that, that's why it threw me for a loop. So Anthony Rive, he helps out stressed out professionals get clear on the roadmap to a life that lights you up. And I love this. I read this directly from your LinkedIn. Yep. Do you feel trapped in a successful life? No matter what you sit, your situation is right now, you have the power to create a life that lights you up. But things won't change on their own. You need to take action, and there's inner work involved. No matter now, I like that because I promise you, though, it's worth it. Maybe you've got a job with a great salary, but there's a lot of pressure. You you go through your day never feeling completely at ease. Ain't that the truth, brother? Why why is it though, in your opinion? Well, once again, Anthony Rive. Why, why do you think people don't have clarity? <laughs> yeah, first of all, I think clarity comes from going within, going to your inner self, to your wisdom, to your soul. And most people are completely disconnected from that, to be honest. And I cannot blame them because we live in a society where it's so easy to be distracted by all social media. And social media can be a tool. It can be a tool if you're a businessman or businesswoman. It can be a tool to to grow. But if you just consume all the time and scroll aimlessly, there is no way, no chance that you will find what's truly meaningful for you because you will always compare yourself with other people around you, which is, first of all, already a lie because people are just going to post what they want to post according to the filters, to the edits, to the angles. So all of that is, a, is an illusion anyway. So if you want to shine your true self, at least be like me and Omar and just speak from your heart, speak your truth, be honest about what you think. And if you disagree with people, that's fine. But allow yourself to have conversation with others, but first of all, with yourself. Because I think most people don't take any minutes to just sit down carefully on a Monday morning Okay, what do I want out of life? If I don't like my work, what am I doing here? Why am I still in the same position I was five years ago, doing the same thing, the same routine, and I feel miserable? I feel empty. Why is that so? 
And that's that the first thing to, to realize is just go within instead of seeking always with outside of you. And it can be difficult at first, but with some help and with some guidance, some mentoring and good quality questions, everything is possible, in my opinion. Anthony, you know what? I think one of the reasons why is people love to lie to themselves. We're so used to lying. I mean, look at that. Everybody loves to use filters, whether it's the Snapchat filters or any filters. Imagine me. I'm, I'm 49, but I can make myself look 29. And people love to lie. They're, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm, not go, I'm not going through problems. I don't have any problems. Social media, hashtag, I'm winning. You know, quote unquote, I'm winning. I'm here. I'm there. But deep down inside, they, they don't want people to know they're struggling. They don't want people to know that they're lonely. They don't want people to know that they're addicted, that they're addicted to drugs just to numb the pain from their existence. All addiction is, it's not like somebody's like, hey, man, I want to smoke crack. I want to do this. No, a lot of times it's because the pain, the pain of reality hurts. And that's why so many people get addicted to something. So did you mention that exactly because you knew about my addiction in the past? You remember from that? The last I, time I we know I, we were going to talk about it, but no, I, I just meant that, uh, you know, everybody loves, everybody loves to, yeah. I mean, I, I dated a, a, a woman that for a few years ago that all she would do is post pictures uh, with using filters or saying how awesome she was. And then one time we took a picture together and I forgot that she used filters. I was like, man, I, I love this. I, I'm actually looking younger until I realized <laughs> it was a filter. Yeah. So you know what? Let's go and dive on the addiction topic. I think it's sure. a good one to start with. So I really relate with what you just said with about if you want to numb the pain, because any substance can be at first for fun. I really believe so. It can be once in a while with friends at the party. But eventually, if you use the substance as a way to cope with your mediocre existence, there will be a downward spiral to where you no longer know who you are. You are not really, are my friends really the good friends for me? Because I guess I have a good time with them. But at the same time, I'm destructing my body, which is my, my temple, this physical vessel that you have been given to achieve a mission. And you're destructing it every day or every week. And in my case, I was selling insurance door to door in 2016, 2015, 2016. And I was not in my, at my place, really. It doesn't mean I can never be a good salesman. I just think I was selling insurance, which was maybe selling to people, okay, if you have an accident or a disease, I will give you money. But I'm a firm believer that you, in your life, you will attract accidents or disease to teach you something, to wake up to certain things. Any physical symptoms is there to teach you something. That's my belief. People can, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. Just my, from my personal experience, if I have symptoms, is there to teach me something. So if I go back at that time in 2016, I was taking drugs every weekend. And eventually I started to take drugs alone. And it was not for fun anymore. It was just to forget I didn't like Monday through Friday. So Saturday and Sunday was like, oh, well, let's spend more money on the weekend that I can make during the week, which is a slippery slope. And I hope nobody will go down that route, but I know very well that some people will listen to this podcast. Maybe you're already struggling with addiction right now and you just, you feel stuck. 
there's two ways. First thing, it's possible to just get out of this cycle with like in moderation, slowly but surely with new habits. But in my case, it was a near-death experience. So I had to go through the universal slap in the face to wake up to, okay, this is not who I am. This is not my path. So I went to the hospital after uh, yeah, a drug incident. And at the hospital, I will never forget, there was this nurse and she told me, Anthony, you only have one heart. Take care of it. And from that moment, I went to rehab a couple of weeks. I discovered mixed martial arts, which funny enough, the gym was exactly in front of the rehab center. God knows why, just divine synchronicity timing. Just, okay, I went to the MMA gym and I trained there for a year full-time. I was training like a, like a pro, but I was amateur, of course, but just to get my health back on track. But what I learned about myself during this process is, first of all, your environment is a big, big, big difference on who you are. So if you surround yourself with people who are healthy, who want to succeed, who want to go to bed early because they have things to do in the morning versus people who go to after hours, I'm not saying you, you can never do a rave if you like electronic music like once a year, but if you do this every weekend and you spend all your money on that, trust me, you can spend this money on something way more important, way more valuable to everybody around, around you and for yourself too. So gym was good for me, stopped the drugs. And, uh, and then I moved to Georgia when I met my wife online through a language learning platform. I was teaching languages. She was teaching me something, uh, Russian back in exchange, came to Georgia in 2018. And I've been living here for the last four years, uh, happily married with a beautiful little girl, one-year-old daughter. But you see, the thing is, Anthony, things happen for a reason, brother. You had to go through that journey. You had yeah. to go through that process. You would have never have met your wife. You would have never had your beautiful daughter. And yeah, granted, you had to go through a lot of things, but the universe had, had that in store for you. It was a horrible experience that you went through, but it was a valley. Mm -hmm. So many people, I'm sure people that you know, that were doing the same thing, doing the same drugs, the same routines are no longer with us. But God and the universe had something much greater for you. And that's why, lo and behold, you and I were speaking and we're sending this message of hope, sending this message that if you find your true purpose, you don't have to try to numb the pain. You don't have to try to run from the existence of life. You just be, you do, you create, and then you win. Absolutely. And this idea of, of always creating something new, I think it's something that you can practice and develop over time because it's not easy to be a creator from the beginning. Like, for example, for me, uh, you were on my podcast a couple of weeks ago and like now I have already close to 30 episodes pre-recorded about to launch very soon. I will not enter into in the details of that, but I had this feeling, okay, it's time for me to create something of value bigger that will be in congruence with who I am as a person. And I think everybody has this capacity to find some, like one thing it doesn't have to be 10 things because I also believe in the power of focus. It doesn't have to be 10 things. It can be one thing. You find this and you start taking little baby steps. And you know what will be funny? If this is the right project for you, there will be clear evidence and signs that like there will be some momentum creating very fast. For example, I start to send invites for podcasting. Most people 
if not everybody would say yes. So if I had a okay, no answer, okay, no problem. But nobody said, no, I don't want to be on your podcast. And theoretically on social media, I'm nobody yet because I don't have any followers. I just, I have some wisdom in my mind. I have some experience on, experience coaching and teaching, but podcasting is new. But the universe sent me the right people like you, Omar, like other business coaches, other health coaches, chiropractors, other uh, experts in psychology. And I don't know who, how it happened, but it happened. And just the timing is perfect. So people out there who wants to, maybe they're on the, the verge of creating something new, try something. And if you feel, even if it's hard, it, it, it should be uncomfortable. But if it's hard and you feel well, I have a good reaction from people. This seems like it's a good fit for me. You will feel that. You will have more energy doing that than not doing it. For me to not do the podcast will be more painful than me doing the podcast. I want to speak more. I want to listen to more people. I want to learn from everybody around me. So in this case, yeah, I think being a creative genius, start with finding one thing that you really... you're. Are you passionate about? It can be just curious about because you don't know yet if you're passionate about it until you do it. Are you curious about it? Try it. If you don't like it, do something else. Exactly. The thing is, is so many people are fearful. Oh my gosh. How about if I look bad? How about, how about if I fail? How about if, if it just doesn't start looking good right at the start? Yeah. My first podcast episodes, I said, and all that, and all that, and all that over and over people would tell me, you have to do, you have to start something. And over time, you'll get a little bit better and better and better. It's all about consistency. Nobody's great at, at anything. You always are going to look bad. It's always going to hurt. It's, it's always going to feel uncomfortable until you, you reach that after doing it on a consistent basis for enough time. You're going to go right past through that. And slowly but surely, you're going to become an expert. You're going to be great at it. And yes, it's going to take time. People don't like that. People want the microwave. People want instant results. Life doesn't work that way. If it was, we'd all be successful. Mm -hmm. And you know, I really love your analogy of the microwave because we live in this world where everything is so quick. And I, I'm not on TikTok personally, but I know if you look at pe people on TikTok, their behavior... Like your attention span is less than a second. And for me, this is a plague of society. If you cannot even hold your eyes and your ears for one second on something, then why would you even spend time investing in coaching, in a book, in any seminars, any events, when you, when you can meet amazing individuals, networking, you cannot even watch a TikTok video. Okay, let's take a second. <laughs> how can we solve how can we well question for you omar how do you think we can solve that how can we uh we make longer this attention span from this sick society if we can say this way society now wants now they want constant stimulation they they want the dopamine dumped directly into their brain Absolutely. that's why tiktok that's why reels one minute just give me something one minute make me laugh make me happy make me smile I don't want TikTok. I don't want reels to, to push me forward. I don't need information. That's what most people are saying. What I want is I want to see something that'll make me laugh. I want to know secrets about Disney. I want to know about secrets about Star Wars. 
people always say, well, here, that's that's the way to blow up. That's 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 the way to become an influencer. An influencer in what, man? I can have I can share knowledge, a five, 10 minute video with only 20, 30, 40, 50 views. Or I can do a, th- a 30 to 60 second TikTok or reel and get 5,000, 10,000 views like that. That tells me, please, society, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and people are asleep. And I, I don't want to sound like a, I'm superior because I'm, I have many no, things man. to learn. I'm only, I'm only 30 years old. I'm on my way up. But with my background, with my parents, how I was raised... It was always important to find the deeper connections, the deeper relationships, to understand your own mind, your emotions. And if you're always just on the phone trying to seek the, this dopamine, well, this, this dopamine, first of all, it's temporary. So you can have a quick high, but then you'll have like, ugh, like, what am I doing? This this emptiness of like, oh my God, I watched four hours of Netflix. I feel horrible. Find me somebody who binge watch a series and felt better after than before if you find it it's okay it's maybe it's possible but in my case now i don't watch netflix anymore but when i was watching more than a couple of episodes like man isn't it something i could do better than just watching this uh whatever the series maybe like a money heist or whatever it's just if you don't have a bigger vision of what you want to do or create it's very hard to just okay I'm going to work until 10.30 p.m. tonight. For example, for me, I'm in Georgia. All my clients, all people networking with are all, almost all in North America. So I usually work until 9, 10 p.m. And it's for me, it's regular. It's something normal. But for people in America, oh, it's 5, 5 p.m. I need to go to home. And evening is my family time. Everybody, look, you can you can live anywhere in the world. This is not a problem. Just find what works for you in this in this schedule that you find please be consistent with it if you say okay i'm going to spend one hour a day on this new project be dedicated and say okay one hour there one hour there sorry for the baby uh and you will see that there will be a difference over time not overnight because everything takes time as you said no microwave here but little baby processes little baby steps eventually will bring you great results i really believe that yeah, and, and you're right. And that's why, like, sugar is also a, a drug mm-hmm. because it it releases the same chemicals once you have it. Or if you, you and I went to a bakery in Montreal, because I don't know how well the pastries are in Georgia. And we oh, saw oh, amazing the, here too, man. Georgia or okay. Quebec. Well, we could go anywhere. there too. And we, we <laughs> saw all the pastries, our eyes would dilate. Like, right before we took a hit. But if we went to the produce to look at vegetables, our eyes wouldn't dilate. It wouldn't like, oh my gosh, look at that broccoli. Look at that zucchini. No, (laughs) it's the same thing. But you're right. It's only a temporary thing, man. If you take a hit, if you shoot, shoot up, if you drink, it's temporary. And then it goes away and then it'll never be as good as that first experience. And you're right. Nobody's like, oh my gosh, I, I just watch Stranger Things the whole season and one day, oh, I feel so empowered. I feel good. No, you feel empty because deep down inside, you know, you wasted time. Time you can't get back. We can get back, brother, money. We can get back 
any source, any resource out there. But the one thing that's so valuable that we never get back is time. It's like, man, I'm 49. I can't be 39 tomorrow. I can't be 29. I can't be 19. That's It's all we have is today. And the soul knows when you mess up, when you screw up, when you piss away time, your soul is like saying, brother or sister, hey, I don't know how much longer we have here, but what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Life is more than, than, than watching guys kick each other in the nuts uh, on YouTube. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more than watching Ozark. It's more than watching Stranger Things on Netflix or I, I always talk about Netflix, but there's other, you know, Disney Plus to watch, you know, whatever's in the Marvel Universe. People waste so much time. And then one day they wake up and they're sick. Then they have regret. Do you think that if people had the number of days left on their forehead, for example, they would be more careful on how they spend their time? Oh, completely. People think they're going to live to 100. People think they're going to be like George Burns. And Betty White, if they had a clock, if I had a clock that said here, I had one year and 16 days, you rest assured I would hold on to every day like it was gold. I would make sure that I lived my life with purpose, that I lived, that I created something every day. The thing is, people don't think that way. They don't realize, even though we see death around us, we see people that died as kids. 20, 30, 40, no, life isn't guaranteed. But yes, Anthony, if you and I if, I, if we knew, if everybody knew how much time, not only would, would it be valuable, but they would treat every day like it was their, their last. And the closer they got to it, they would accomplish more because they're like, this is it. I only have three months left. So, but everybody thinks, hey, I'm going to live on forever. And that's why... Like, you know, for in my coaching, when I help people who are stressed out with their work and they don't feel fulfilled at, at work at all, and they, they want to move to something bigger or better for them, it always starts with this self-analysis. Okay, I wake up, if I wake up and I have no energy, is that normal? I just slept eight hours straight, maybe with or without break, like waking up, going to the bathroom or insomnia. Okay, get it. But if you wake up and you don't have energy to even get out of, of bed, is that your normal state of being? Is that something that you think you were born? Look, for example, my, my daughter, she's one year old. When she wakes up from her nap, she is relentless. She's unstoppable. Talk about 10x kids with Grand Cardone. Those kids, they just show us what is possible. Sorry for the sound in the... You hear that in the... Yeah, sorry for that. Hey, brother, don't worry about it. A couple of weeks ago, I had uh, the women's dogs barking nonstop. So it happens. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just like a, I had it's garbage life. trucks and, uh, and scooters now just because it's, it's, it's 30, at, at 32 Celsius at nine. There, there's the person doing the, the lawn outside. And, you know, I, I want to tackle him. But, you know, he's going to look at me and go, hey, this is the time I always do the lawn. Yeah, okay. So good. So I won't speak about this anymore. So, yeah. So... If you feel this emptiness in the morning and you cannot get out of bed, this is not a sign to drink more coffee. Trust me, this is like you can try to drink, drink three cups instead of one cup, but this is not going to change your so it's this is not your solution. Because if you don't have this initial energy to just go about your day and have a list of priorities, like in the in the 10x calendar, 10x uh, journal, 
my top five, six, seven priorities of the day. If I can do that, okay, am I going to do them in the morning, afternoon, evening? Some people like to do it very organized in terms of hours. Some people prefer to do it more. I don't know when I will do it, but as long as I do it during the day, it's fine. But if you just go to work, you take the bus or you take your car, you go to work, spend eight hours there, and you just, uh, computer, emails, meetings, and you're half asleep or half out during a meeting, you're daydreaming about something else. Look, this is a, this is a time for you to just check on yourself. Am I at the right place? And the answer is no. You can continue to lie to yourself for maybe five, 10 years until your body starts to shut down because you, you said you ignored it for too long. But eventually, you're going to have to wake up. And I really, I hope for you that you can just take the initial signs of fatigue, depression, lethargy. This is just, look, take care of yourself. Ask yourself, what do you really want? Because there's something else greater for you. There's amazing people waiting for you to meet them, to connect with them. If you just allow yourself to get off your comfort zone and find these people where they are in the new networks, maybe you have to pay for the networks. I had to pay for the accelerator for me. Grants program, it's expensive for me, but I knew it's worth it because the people I meet through the program are amazing. So no matter how much money you make in a year, I really encourage you to find either a program, either seminars or just networking events that you can meet with other people who are willing to succeed with you and grow together and create this free exchange. So don't not just take or give. Win and give. You, 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 you take and you give. And it's reciprocal. It's fair. That's why Omar and I will have this second podcast together. He was on my podcast. I'm on his podcast. It feels natural. No, oh, you owe me anything. We're just having fun. And we're teaching people, if we can teach one person, I'm happy. But hopefully more. No, that that's the goal I, I always had. People always love to ask me. I, I love this question. People always ask me, so how many books have you sold? How many books have you sold? And it's like, what difference does it make? That's not the reason why I wrote What If It Did Work. If I wrote What If It Did Work to sell, I would have bondage. I would have dinosaurs. I would have wizards. I, it would be fiction. Fiction outsells nonfiction. I wrote What If It Did Work. Here, since we'll throw it on Zoom. It's on Zoom. I wrote that book because I wanted to help out one person. If it helped out one person change their lives, if it helped out one person get off their butt, quit living in fear and live their best life, then even even better. It's a bestseller for me. If it's two people, three people, four people, five people, if I can start a movement on getting people to create their best life, then that book is way more valuable to me than Harry Potter. <laughs> mm, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know what? About fiction. I, I think fiction can be useful for certain people. It can be like a hobby or just some minutes of that. But if you spend too much time in fiction, and that, also that's why I believe like too much movies or too much books, too much series, you can have a small percentage of your, of your week for that. But are you spending most of your time producing something? And I had this, I remember uh, maybe a couple of months ago, I was speaking with my friend and he had trouble with social media consumption. I said, man, if you can have some kind of counter to know that every time you consume content, you, 
you force yourself to create content. It doesn't have to be one-on-one. Maybe it's going to be, I'm going to produce 10 minutes of content and I'm going to consume 30 minutes or vice versa. It doesn't matter the ratio. You can find for yourself. But start to just have this mentality switch of, okay, I want to scroll on Instagram for 30 minutes. How much is this going to cost me as a producer? And try that for a week, two weeks and see how it goes and see if you feel better at least if you feel like you deserve more this dopamine reward or maybe what? Maybe you will not even need it anymore. You know, the reason why people, well, Anthony, the reason why people love fiction is because they hate the reality. They mm-hmm. love they love watching movies about redemption. They love Rocky. They love the story about the underdog. They love the romance, the rom-coms. Oh my gosh, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy sweeps girl off the feet. They live happily ever after. They love all these stories because in, in their head, they feel this can never be me. Let me live through fiction. But what they don't understand is they are the creator of their life. They're the master of their destiny. They're writing their obituary as we speak. They are the director of their movie. It's called their life. I'm on chapter 49. Every chapter, I try to make it an amazing chapter. It's like, people, enough. You don't need to watch the Netflix. You don't need to go to the movies. This is your life. If you want a happy life or an exciting one, then create an exciting life. And what do you think is the biggest challenge to create an exciting life? Do you think it's just lack of vision or there's something else that is maybe keeping people away from from this excitement and is even excitement sustainable people lack vision people lack vision people quit dreaming people quit on themselves so long ago that's why when they see a friend opening up a business they see a friend getting out of their comfort zone trying to live their life trying to create their dreams, trying to escape and create a better reality, that hurts them. That's why you'll have friends say, hey, you know what? Success isn't for you. Don't write that book. Don't do that podcast. You'll never find success. That's for other people. That's for lucky people. You're not lucky. You weren't born wealthy because they're not trying to hold you back because they're jealous or they have resentment. It's because they're fearful. Of, they have this pain inside that if you find success, that if you live your life, that you live your dreams, that what does it mean for them to never having the courage to ever start and go for it? You know what? What I get from that is people who think that you can go through life in scarcity, that if Omar is successful, then Anthony is going to fail. And you just mentioned that right now. It's it's really, it struck me because actually anybody, when we speak about competition, yeah, there is competition in, on the market. I agree with that to some extent, because if you really know who you are as a person and as a business, if you decide to open a business, it can be something else. If you're very unique, your competition will not be as relevant. It will not think too much about, oh, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Look, you can be amazing as what, what you're doing right now. And because of that, you will rise up and people will, will be like, it's a magnet, like bee and honey. You will be like, 
People are going to flock to you, come here, some go, some come, but actually doesn't matter who is there around you. They will be the right people for you. They will stay for as long as they need. And if they go, they go. Other people will come with new opportunities, new possibilities. And if I compare myself right now in 2022 to Anthony, who came to Georgia in 2018 with zero money, zero business, no wife, not knowing the language. I, I knew the Georgian alphabet when I came here. So I had to learn literally like a newborn. And now I speak the language. Not bad, like good enough to live in a, on a daily life. So, but if you have this, this mindset that, okay, I'm going to tackle something new, like a learning a new challenge, a new language, sorry, a new lang- language, learn business, learn marketing. If you don't know nothing about this, who can help you learn about it? And are you going to be humble enough to learn from the best and look stupid a gazillion times before looking okay? I'm telling you, you can use this language analogy with something else in life. If you just say, I'm going to eat this crab sandwich for four years before I can sound a bit native or like I have an accent, that's fine. I can think all the criticism, all the negative things, because I know where I'm going. I know the bigger why. I know the bigger vision. And because of that, all the criticism, all the things around me will not be as important than if you do something just for the appearance or the superficial stuff. I'm going to go and have 1 million followers on Instagram, but based on what? You can have a big channel. You can have a big page. But did you get it by being who you are or by trying to impress by being somebody you're not? And what does a million followers equal? You and I, if if we hired models and we did videos with good looking women, with hot chicks, what's the point? A lot of (laughs) people are like, well, this person has a million followers. You don't. It's like, well, that's why you can't compare People love to say that. Well, this guy's an influencer. He has 1 million followers. This person has 2 million followers. You don't have that. And I always get that advertisement, oh, especially on on Instagram. Hey, hire me. You have all these followers. Don't you want more followers? Don't you want more views? Don't you want to be a real influencer? What does that mean? I'd rather be Omar Madrano that helps people that want to help because the people that need help, they will seek the help. The people that are tuned out, they're they're never going to hire me. They're never going to follow me. Mm. They're too busy. They want to be entertained. They want to watch the good looking women. They want to see the guys kicking each other in the nuts. They want to see the pretty puppies. They want to see the beautiful women videos. Uh, I'm a 49 year old man. I'm sorry. I'd rather I'd rather stay in my lane and help out people. Absolutely, man. It's very it's funny that you say that. Like I can mention because I was uh, in a modeling agency in the past, and I can I know the reality of this universe. It's very shallow, and it's the competition. It's like you're. It's a casino, man. You can literally you can go to any audition and just hope for the best. You are good looking. You're handsome or gorgeous, men or women. You are in the casting. You're doing everything perfectly. And still, if the director doesn't like your eyebrows, then you're not taken. Which means literally like 
half, maybe 0.001% makes good money with this industry. The, the top of the top, like, like sports or entertainment, but anything based on looks, as you said, I could just hire some models and, okay, I'm going to do my podcast, but I'm going to have two chicks next to me. Boom. Millions of views. Absolutely. Absolutely. My wife would not agree with that, but that would be possible. I could have, I could make it happen, but I'm not going to do it because this is not who I am. I don't need that to, to show myself, you know? So yeah, just side note. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you, right. We, I, we can rent a Lambo and, and we could do videos right outside the Lambo and we would get viewers. But is that, is that being a person of worth? No, man. That's why I laugh because I, if you don't get it now, soon you'll get them. Hey, I can make you Instagram famous. I can get you more followers. I, I can get you more likes. And it's like, but what does that mean? Right? You, you, you and I are on a path to help people. Maybe the old you, the one, the, the one that was in, addicted to, to drugs and substances, and me many years ago when, yeah, I, I wanted to be the, the cool guy. Yeah. That would be, oh, man, that's awesome. Who cares? Let's find chicks. Let's get Instagram famous, but that's not going to, that's not going to change. That's not going to change people for the better that I'd, I'd rather know, know deep down inside. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't have a million followers, but you know, what I do have is I do have people that watch my stuff. I do have people that listen to this podcast. I do have people that bought my book, watch my videos that, that do make a positive change in their life. And that's what, that's why I do it. Yeah. My question for you is, is there for people out there listening, is there a, a good middle ground? So if people want material wealth, which I think is also, it can be good. Wrong with that, man. It's like, yeah, like, like, That's great. For example, we spoke about Lambo. Let's say I have a Lambo, but I'm myself. Let's say I'm in my car. My iPhone is there. I'm not looking at the screen. I'm just driving. <laughs> the phone is there. I'm recording something, but I'm in my Lambo, but I'm authentic in my message. Is there something wrong with that? Are you? Oh think, hell no, no, man! That means you're living the dream. Not only you go. you're helping people, but you're in a Lambo. Most free. That, just, that's I'm paradise. Just that's happened. That's when you know you you've arrived. No, man, I'm 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 not a socialist. I'm not going to say material items are bad. I, I'm 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 just saying that when you you sell bullshit, you know, you 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 just want yeah. I I just want free stuff. I want to be an influencer. I want free hotel rooms. What's that going to do? Oh, here, this is the best restaurants to eat. That's not going to help out anybody. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, this is the best sushi in town. Oh, hey, let, let's go to Malibu. Let's go to Beverly Hills. That, uh, may, may, I don't know who, who's help, who, whose lives I would help, but I would rather help somebody that said, hey, you know what? Thank you. I just started my side hustle. Hey, Omar, thank you. I started my own business. Hey, I stopped using. I stopped doing drugs. I literally went outside my house and I'm going to find that person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. I'd rather have somebody tell me that than go, oh man, that video of you partying with like those blonde chicks, man. Dog, that's awesome. Okay. Those Swedish girls, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just... and, and that's I, I get people tell me, hey, you know what? It's cool what you do, but I don't listen to your podcast. I didn't read. Uh, I haven't bought your book. I won't read your book. I'm like, okay, well, it's not designed for you, man. 
And that's fine. I'm not telling people. One, if you can afford the Lambo, that means you can afford two. Congratulations, man. Because the person that owns the one Lambo, that's not his only car. And yeah. you know, what you're going to do is when, when you buy that Lambo is you're going to have people that believe in scarcity hating on you. Mm-hmm. The, the person that lives in scarcity, when he sees that Lambo that you finally bought, oh, my God, he must have a small wiener. Oh, he's overcompensating. Mm-hmm. Oh, he must be a horrible person. Oh, he must have stolen from somebody. Oh, that's somebody living in scarcity. You and I were not in scarcity. To me, it's like congratulations. When I see somebody else succeed, it's congratulations. No hate from me. It might motivate me. It might inspire mm. me to say, hey, Omar, man, you're being friggin' lazy. You need to get up off your ass, 10 exit, do something, make something, make your life happen now. But I've, I've known plenty, plenty of people that say they're my friends or that they're with me that love it because they live in scarcity and only applaud when I fail, when I take a step back. That's mm. living in scarcity. I live in abundance. I want to see everybody win. Me too, man. I really, I wish for all my friends and people who I don't know, like even the haters, even people who say, oh, your content is not great. Like even these people, I wish them they can just find a way to, to find their own success whatever their version of success, because everybody has a different definition. I think it's very unique, like a fingerprint or, or iris in the eye. Define what is success for you and go to have a plan for that. So there's different spheres in life. Yeah, like financial, mental, physical, social, relationship, everything. Write down what is really important for you in all aspects of your life, not just one area, because sometimes I think people can get stuck on, okay, I'm going to make... Let's say 1 million a year. That's good. That's a start. But what about the other spheres? And that's why I like so much Grant and his program, because we, we start to build the 10x life. What else we can achieve that is also amazing without thinking that if I'm going to be a great businessman, I'm going to be a poor husband or a poor father or just a horrible friend or yeah, brother, doesn't matter. So look around and see the different spheres of life. Is there one thing I can change today or this week to just raise my, like, like a level up, like a video game? It's like, a, like the life is like a video game. Am I going to level up every day? Some X points, some, some new habits, some new tools, new connections leading to the, the new self-actualized version of myself, or I'm going to play small and I'm going to just yeah, stay in my room, n- not connect with anybody new because I'm afraid they will say no. Like, who are you? No, take a chance. You would be amazed. Like even today, Omar, before calling you, I had somebody calling me earlier with just a new opportunity for me. Something, new people coming my way. I didn't ask for anything. Just it came to me because I was receptive and deep inside, I know what I want. I know which kind of people I want around me. And you just start to appear more and more. So people listening to us today, get clear on what you want, step by step. Have it in your own mind. I know it's cliche, but if you have it in your mind first, and not just thinking about it like, oh, law of attraction. Oh, I'm going to manifest my Lambo. I'm going to manifest my dream wife. <laughs> okay, there's there's a part of action like that. And it's that's I remember my, my mentor, Dr. John Martini. he was explaining this story. The woman was saying like, I watched the secret 10 times. 
I listen, uh, I watch the book, uh, read the books, I watch the video. And he said, have you considered working? And everybody started to laugh because the woman, she was basically just meditating in a room and not providing any service to the world. But this is where the gap needs to be filled. There's the spiritual material connection. How are you going to make it happen with consistent, persistent action? And anybody who is in the TEDx community agrees with that and know it's true. You cannot, you always, you will under, not undervalue, you will underestimate the amount of effort it takes to get where you want. But when you get there, it will be more delicious. Amen, brother. Amen. You know, we're, we're both, well, everybody that listens knows I'm part of the Uncle G family, Grant Cardone family, licensee as well. But here, man, this is the one thing I have to take my tip my hat off to you. Applaud you, brother, to move, just to pick up. When I tell people to get out of their comfort zone, you literally, you were born and raised in, in Canada, right? Montreal. Beautiful Canada, Quebec, Canada, safe family, upper middle class, private so, education. Listen to that. Okay. You said all that, right? To literally move to a place that you and I, well, I, I don't know about in Canada, but in the United States, when, when the Cold War, to move to the former Soviet Union, we were all, all led as children to believe, oh my gosh, no. It's it's evil there. They're mean, nasty. Oh, the narrative. <laughs> were, were, did, did you were you guys raised like that in Canada? But here, look, yeah, I I blame mostly movies for that. Movies, but you know what it was? What but, it was but, funny. But it was also um, our governments because you know the to to manufacture more weapons to you know us against them. They they had to do the same thing to us too because you know that that's the way. You know, you have to divide, conquer, separate. Mm-hmm. But but to get you from Canada, North America, all the way to to Georgia, what what brought that about, man? And and did one bat? How, where did you find the courage? What made you? But also, your family friends must have been like, Anthony, <laughs> you're leaving Canada. Yeah, yeah. Good story for you. My pleasure to explain to you what happened with that. So first of all, I want to say that the funny thing is I had some people thinking that the girl you, you're going to see is not a girl. It's probably a man who will try to steal your kidneys or some ridiculous story like that. But I, I knew it would not be this. I Look, Georgia is not developed as Canada. That's official. It's a second world country. It's not poor, but it can be poor in certain parts, but the capital is well developed. But the infrastructure is not as well-established as in Canada. No recycling, no composting, no like veganism, like all that stuff. It's all in North America. We don't have this here. People eat cheese, meat, bread. They live on the farm, in the city. It's polluted. We have old cars. Not much luxury. To some extent, yeah, there is. But to go back to where it came from, I don't think most people will have this experience in my life the way it came to me because actually I had a vision and I mean a like clairvoyant vision of what ha- what's going to happen, what would happen. So I was in my bed. It was around 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, half asleep. And I had a vision of me marrying my wife in the church, 
in Georgia and had my deceased grandmother as an angel over me. And I spoke about this to other podcasts and on my episodes also. And my families were sitting on the benches and I woke up and had, I had tears of inspiration in my eyes. Like, well, that's, that's huge. Went to breakfast, shared my, my vision with my parents. My both parents started to cry. I'm like, I think we're on something right now, guys. But I had no money. I had, like, I was teaching languages maybe five lessons a week. So not enough to survive. My father gave me 500 bucks to help me with the plane ticket. Just gesture of love. I said, dad, when do you want me to pay me back? When do you want to pay you back? Sorry, to pay you back. He said, on my deathbed. Like, whoa, goosebumps. More tears. Amazing story. So I took everything I had, two suitcases, and left. And I wrote on the paper, I will never forget, Anthony, you will not have to buy a ticket to come back to Canada. And this is exactly what happened. I only came back once in 2019 for my mother's 55th, 55th birthday. Otherwise, I was always here in Georgia, building my own life, building my family, my relationship, buying my first apartment, which now I... I know Grant will say, don't buy an apartment, but it's it's mine and I'm going to then be able to, to rent or sell it in a couple of years. Uh, real estate is very cheap in Georgia. Good thing about people who want to live the digital nomad lifestyle, move to a country like here where an apartment costs the price of a entry-level BMW in Canada. That's smart move. Really? Yeah. 37,000 US was the price of my apartment. Are you trying to get me to to move to Georgia? You can invest. I can I have some contacts if you want. We can start a side hustle. I can speak Georgian and you can bring some investors. Uh yeah, man, but but it, I'm brown, so I'm sure I'm sure that you are you're used to the cold winters, man. It's got to be like brutally cold there in the winter time, huh? Here it's uh no no no. Here in Georgia, it's actually the summer is very hot. Now it's like 32 to 37, 38 Celsius in Fahrenheit. I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'm. Oh, I, don't don't yeah. worry, man. Uh, we're yeah. Americans. Uh, Fahrenheit uh, in, in, in the United States. Miles away. Yeah, we, we, we don't use the metric system. You, you fool A me. yard. I, I, I only know um, how to convert kilometers in kilograms wow. because from running and from um, weightlifting. But yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. Man, I, but that that's courageous because I just had a woman who just decided to move to Hawaii and she had no money. But, you know, everybody says, oh, you, you need to be a billionaire. You, you need to have all these all this money. You just do things. You you commit and then you figure it out. You exactly. did the same, man. It, a lot of times we're in our head. We want to do this. We want to do that. But we don't because that little voice inside our head gives us the reasons. It's like, hey, you cannot do this. This isn't for you. And that's just a lot of bullshit. You and I and everybody have the courage to commit, have the courage to take action. And then at the end of the day, have the courage to do it on a consistent basis. Beautiful words, my friend. I couldn't agree more with you. Commitment is the key. I would never be where I am today without commitment in relationship, in business, in my moving to a new country, in learning a language, in my physical fitness. I'm naturally a very skinny guy and I've been training for a long, long time. 
uh, with ups and downs, with some breaks, bit of martial arts, but mostly weightlifting, just commitment. Going in there at six in the morning. I remember many times in Canada, waking up at five, five thirty to go to the gym at six, exactly when I wake up and coming back home and people are still being asleep. That was, this feeling was for me amazing. When you know the society is sleeping and you already killed your workout, read some books, did some meditation, some journaling, some gratitude, other courses, that's how you get ahead. And I know not everybody's an early bird, but if you're a night owl, use the same two hours or one hours and a half or how to use it at night when kids are sleeping, when your wife is doing something or a husband doing something else. I really like my morning. I think my morning routine is very crucial for me. So consistency, commitment, clarity, know your vision, know you, who you hang out with, the average of the five people. That's so true. Cliche, but true people until you, you realize like who is around me. Ah, that's how, that's why I'm like this. Yes. That's why you're like this. Dude, congratulations. And I know it's getting late. And the thing with like-minded people, I can talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I would continue, man. Three hours. Joe just, just, like, just like you're on your podcast, man. Everything went by so fast. Snap. So, yeah. But I know you have things to do just like most people that are determined, that have goals. So do you have any final words? And also, Anthony, let them know how to find you. Yeah, sure. So final words, guys. For me, I would say, don't be afraid to go inside. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, don't be afraid to go within. And if you don't know how to go within, reach out to somebody. It can be me. It can be somebody else. To somebody who has figured out how to listen to the inner voice that is your truth. Not everybody's truth. Your truth. Because you are unique. You have something great to give to society. I really believe so. I, really, I believe that everybody has a unique genius inside. Maybe dormant, maybe sleeping, but just need to wake it up, slap it on the butt and get going. So how we can find me right now. So my podcast is called Your Brother's Podcast. The official launch will be very soon. It's not there yet, but I can give you the link. Uh, we can add it in the description very soon, but otherwise sure. people can follow me in, uh, personally on LinkedIn uh, at Anthony Rivet, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Just then my name, Anthony and Rivet, R-I-V-E-S-T, French name. And otherwise, your brother's podcast will also be available on YouTube, on Apple, Spotify. I will have an Instagram and Facebook page. We can just drop all the links in the description. And Omar, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was a very really amazing time to, to speak with you. I hope in the future we can have one in a real studio together in Florida or together in Canada or in Georgia. It doesn't matter where. With a badass studio with good deck lights and microphones and the cigar and just be badasses that that's in my vision for sure soon enough if it's in canada we'll invite gary trudeau to (laughs) 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 all right brother i i love you man you can move to the united states most canadians wouldn't find that funny huh yeah yeah i'm not i don't Politics for me, it's, I stay away from that. I I know, I but uh, but thing. most most people here laugh about it. Over there, you guys take it even more serious. Alrighty, yeah. brother. Well, congratulations on your daughter. Now go help your wife out with your daughter. And be yeah, she's husband. behind the door and an amazing 
Oh, dad. All righty, brother. Take Thank care. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. I never told no one that. What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write. About 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO. Yes, that's a new book. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back. Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars. I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold. Like, why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help. I had no self-confidence, didn't believe in myself. I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition to start a business. But before I even started, I feel like it's finished. You got a vision. And let me say, I don't care if they're your blood, got the same DNA. They can't feel how you feel. They can't see what you see. Wanna change your life? You gotta change the way you think. The thoughts in your mind is the boss of your life. Nothing but good vibes every day. I'm thinking like, what if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. Prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.